0: Thank you for listening to the Joyful Youper. Thank you for joining me on my journey to be a motivational speaker. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce my first guest on this podcast. Hopefully not for the last time, the deacon from the Deacon's Corner. Go ahead and say hello. Hello,
1: everybody. This is the deacon. Hope all is well.
0: Now, when I first met the deacon, I was uh, in Marquette, and what an amazing story. What an amazing tale. And I'm not going to, and I'm not going to tell it because, well, he does it way better than I do, but, um, the deacon has joined me today, and like I said, this is the joyful youper, and one of the staples today that the deacon has tried for the first time was venison, so we really got him, we really got him into the youper life here, um, so why don't you go ahead and what was your first impression on venison? I know this is kind of off topic, but...
1: No, no, it was good. It, it was good. It was You know, I've heard of, of many times about venison and eating it. And, you know, even in New York, we, we have people go deer hunting and, you know, have venison. But I've never personally had it. And uh, I think uh, Mike because he, uh, he was able to present it in two different ways. And um, I like the sweet and tangy way better than the regular way. But it was good.
0: Good. And, you know, that's what, um, that's what, you know, the joyful youper, I'm sharing the joy of being a youper. Yeah. But beyond that, like I said, the purpose of this podcast is, you know, to provide motivation, especially for those that are kind of stuck in that rut and kind of just really want to, they're struggling and they're struggling to stay positive. I mean, everything that went on 2020, 2021, yeah. it just it just sucked for a lot of people Absolutely. and your story is like i said so incredible and one of the things that struck me when i first met you was just the overabundance of joy that you have and i think we're really connected with that right. so um without further ado what would do you want to tell a little bit about your story uh just to kind of get background about you
1: I, I like to say my story is just it's is just like everybody else's story you know I come from an um, a alcohol and food, um, uh, background my, my father was an alcoholic but my mother was a church person uh, you know I was born in New York City in, uh, in Harlem and um, I, I I had a modest life you know and um, at the age of nine I was uh, because of um, Abuse from my father. I lived outside of the house a lot. Uh, I was um, drinking Johnny Walker Red at nine and smoking cool cigarettes and smoking reefer and later on going on, sniffing cocaine, selling drugs and all those things. But the one thing that I've always uh, pride myself is on knowing God and having hope. Because when you in those situations at those times you're going through it, you lose hope, you lose sight of what's going on, and things become dim, and you get into trouble, you go to jail, and you get uh, to a point where there's no return, and those are the times you need to have hope in something, someone or something, and mine was God.
0: Yeah, and uh, I know that nobody else can see us right now, but... The deacon is actually wearing a hoodie. It says "joy" right on it, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so you can really, you really can find joy in the UP. And like, sitting right across from me, wearing, right on his hoodie, and, <laughs> and you know,
1: I found joy here and in, in uh, marking. But I came to Marquette because uh, I do volunteer work, and uh, that's part of my mission. Missionary workers, I go around to soup kitchens and uh, homeless shelters and stuff Spreading the good the good news of Jesus Christ and shedding God's love Because we're living in a day where love has been removed You know, love is phony You know, love, when I was uh, in, in the world and I was drinking and doing all those things I thought I was finding love, I thought I was doing the right thing But that wasn't love compared to the love that I have now that, that's genuine and that i love sharing with other people you
0: know yeah exactly um and you have that that heart to serve uh, absolutely and we kind of did a little bit of that today with my cousin there you know absolutely and um <laughs> it was funny i uh i took him around my small town here <laughs> and i said hey you know we, i gotta do this and you know the deacon just jumped right in he's like how can we serve in that in that attitude of all right. How can we serve? How can we serve someone today? And like you said, you you look for someone to right. serve every day.
1: Right. It's a, it's a it's, it's a, a way of life. You know, like a lot of times uh, when Jesus, when he would begin to serve, he put on an apron and he took that uh, water in a bucket. And he began to wash the feet of the servant, uh, of, of the disciples. And it was his way of showing that even who he was and all the power and greatness who he was, he went down and washed the feet of a regular person, one of the disciples. And that's what I like to do. I like to come from out from who I am and go help those who need help. You know, because we cannot always know if a person needs help. But we need to be in a position to want to help someone. Because I go to the soup kitchens. I go to the homeless shelters. I go where people are, are, are hurt. People are in pain. People are suffering. There's so much going on in the world today that we have forgotten about hope. We have forgotten about love. It's just so easy just to give up. It's so easy to be medicated. It's so easy to do, uh, depend upon drugs and other things. But that's only a quick fix. But when you begin to share joy and, and if your joy be overflowing and hope about the a better tomorrow and a better future, our outlet become our outlook becomes different and the world begins to change just by that little bit.
0: And I had a, I got a couple of questions for oh, you. Sure, um
1: I. It is yourself. No, right, right, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: like I said, this is my first interview. If, if you guys are like, "Oh my God, the mic is not doing too well," well, guess what? Keep listening; it will get better. Um, but you know, even riding around with you today, and I was, you know, I was, I was complaining a little bit. I, I won't, I won't. Uh, I was complaining, and you're just like, "Hey, it's gonna work out." It just, it just is. And it's like, how do you stay so motivated and so positive even when things aren't kind of working out or don't seem like things are gonna work out?
1: Well, most of it is my belief and trust in God. You know, I've been homeless. I've been an uh, 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 alcoholic. I've, I've done crack. I've done a lot of things. But it's always the thing that kept me going is that there is hope. There, you know, that's my ministry, ministry is about hope because I've been so many places and seen so many people that didn't have hope and what that does. It just crushes you. It just it, it, it makes you feel like nothing. It makes you feel that you cannot achieve anything. And once we feel that way, then we cannot grow. We cannot mature. We cannot go about changing ourselves because we cannot change the world or change others until we change ourselves. And I've come to learn that only no one could change us but Jesus Christ himself. He changes the heart. He changes the mind. He changes the spiritual part, not just the, not the body, but the spiritual and mental part. You know, and I just trust God. You know, when I was homeless, I trusted God. When I was didn't have, I trusted God. You know, so I'm able now to recall upon times where he has helped me. You know, if you do something for me, did one time, and then I come and ask you again, I have faith in trusting you that you can do it for me because you did it before. And because God has done it for me before, he's brought me through so many times and so many times I faced death. So many times, Lord, I was sick and I couldn't do it. And I knew it was him that did it. That's how come I rejoice in because whatever you have for me, Lord, I trust that you're going to do it for me. I trust you're going to bring me out of this situation. I trust that you're going to make a way for me. You're going to provide. You're going to supply all my needs. I totally surrender to you. So no matter what the situation is for that day, no matter what the challenge is, no matter what the test is, no matter what the situation is, I know that God will bring me through. And that's where that joy comes from. Is it it always happy and said, no, no, I've gone through some rainy days. I've gone through some storms. But in that storm, I was confident that God was going to guide me through. And just as long as I know that I can trust in him, I know that I can smile When 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 things are bad, you know I can I can I can I can have the strength to go forth.
0: And for those of you that can't see my expression, it's like you know, if you ever just been talking to someone and you're like, oh okay, that's the lesson I needed to learn today. That's what I'm going through. So if I'm not talking, it's just kind of sinking in. And you know what I mean. (laughs) Um, one of my biggest struggles is contentment being being content with where i'm at and not necessarily what i have but where i'm at and what i'm doing as far as like my normal employment and stuff like that as the listeners know that my biggest dream my biggest drive is to be that motivational speaker and like you said you you can't get it unless you get it for yourself here so you know like I, I'm doing this podcast, but I'm learning more than anyone here. I, I guarantee you, anyone listening, I'm just just talking to you. I said I'm learning more. Okay, but um, that struggle to be content and just to be still and wait. Um, what would you say about that, or what would you say to me about you know what what should I do to kind of hone that and practice that?
1: Well, one of the things is that. When, uh, a lot of times people a, 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 a value, a, a, a equate that as far as saying to settle. You don't settle. You're just content with where you are right now. Okay, you want to eat steak and eggs, but right now you got peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So you are happy, you're content right now. But each day with hope and joy, and you're trying to do something to get you to that steak and eggs, you know. But a lot of people um, equate equi- it as settling. St- well, I'm here. I'll never have a steak and eggs sandwich. I'll never do this, and I'll never go here. So I'm just gonna sit here and enjoy this peanut butter and jam- jelly jelly salad. Okay, then that's you. That's a, that's a that's a, that's settling. Content means like I'm going to enjoy this peanut butter and jam- jelly sandwich right now where I'm at. But I know tomorrow, I trust and believe tomorrow I'll be in a place. I'll be somewhere where I can get a steak and egg sandwich. And that's the difference. That's hope. That's believing. That's trusting. That's moving. <clears throat> that's saying that I am here now, but this is not my home. I am resting here right now, but this is not where I'm going to stay. You know, But while I'm here, I'm not going to be upset about my conditions. I'm not going to worry about what's going on around me. I'm not going to do anything that's going to cause me to worry. I am going to be content. I'm going to say, Lord, I know I'm here. You put me here. So let me learn while I'm here. Let me get an understanding of why I'm here. So when I do go to the steak and eggs, I will enjoy them. Without looking back and, and saying, I wish I had something else. You know, I'm content. I think a lot of people get mixed up with that word content. You know, it's not to settle. It's just to relax where you are. That's how I look at it. I'm in a situation now, but I'm not going to stay here. Right, I'm right. not going to cry about it. I'm not going to make myself uh, 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 miserable. and I'm not going to make people around me miserable. I'm going to look and believe I'm already there. You know, but while I'm here, I'm going to enjoy where I'm at. I'm going to say, thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you, God, for, for providing this for me. And I will get those steak and eggs, you know. And when I get there, I'm going to enjoy them. Right. I'm going to eat with a knife and a fork, and i want to have a good time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just to backtrack on your story a little bit, you said you're from New York.
1: Yes, Harlem, Uptown,
0: Uptown. And now you're in michigan's upper peninsula yeah and that's uh that's a journey right there i mean a lot of people that you're growing up they're like oh my gosh we're in small town usa we're in the up i can't wait to get out right and you're here from new york the big city right um so what brought you from new york to the up
1: well i was in um before i came here last year around thanksgiving uh, I came here. I was in uh, around September, August, I was in New Orleans because I was before I came here, I was in uh, Houston for three years. I had went there doing voluntary work right after Harvey. So I was there doing uh, uh, volunteer work and while I was there, I joined the Red Cross and they had a spiritual disaster care program. So I became a, 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 a deacon and I worked around doing spiritual care, going to uh, shootings and fires and stuff like that. Working with people who lost who lost everything, so we was in New Orleans for the uh, the uh, the Hurricane uh, Delta, I believe it was, that hit uh, Lake Charles. And while I was out there doing ministry work, I met a pastor, and uh, she was from here. She was from no, she was from Marquette, and she told me about the uh, the uh, uh, shelter that was in Marquette. And uh, she said, well, you know, they might need you up there, you know, so I thought about it, prayed on it, and about a week later, I called her, and, you know, I set it up, so I came up here, I came up here doing missionary work, Uh, my first missionary trip was to uh, Cambodia in 2008, where we went out to Cambodia uh, on a missionary trip. And it was there that I saw real property. I saw poorness. I saw people, the children that run, ran around the streets with no clothes on because they was that poor. And, you know, the town, the city was so poor, they didn't even have a highway, they didn't have a road. It, all it was was dirt, you know. And that's when I first realized that there was something more t- for me to do. And and that was the day I think I, I, I really realized that I was called to serve, that I was called to to go and spread not just God's love, but the word of God to those who did not know.
0: And if you, uh, if you get the chance, check out the Deacon. He's got Instagram. He's got uh, Patreon. He's got, uh, he's got his own podcast Am- right. on Amazon. Uh, right. Let him know where to find you.
1: Well, you can find me at uh, Traveling with the Deacon Ministries uh, at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find me on um, Traveling with the Deacon Ministries at Patreon. Um, also, Travel with the Deacon on Facebook. Uh, traveling with the Deacon Ministries on LinkedIn. You know, for for now.
0: <laughs> for now. Follow him. He'll let you know if he moves. He'll let you know. But you got to follow him now. That's
1: right. Because that's one of the way we set it up is that the traveling with the Deacon Ministry. Uh, on location because we are a traveling ministry. We travel around, going from place to place because we believe that the church is more than the four walls. You know, we go outside of the four walls when we we like to go to the uh, shelters and homeless places because that's where we're from, Lord. That's our that's our roots. You know, that's where we know people really need help. People really need our uh, love and sometimes just to. Have a kind word for someone to make their day, you know, and to change their whole situation. Because a lot of people are not content in what's going on. They don't even understand why they're going on. Mental problems and other situations cause us not to know which way and which direction to go. And that's when, just a kind word, that's just when... Just saying that God loves you. You can be surprised by what words can do. We know the harm they can cause, but we need to know the good that they can do. Um,
0: what would be, without giving any names, because um, okay. I, I know you—you know—you have such a a vast amount of stories okay. uh, from your time traveling and do, you know doing ministry. What would be one of the stories, other than the in Cambodia, like just kind of in the US that has really impacted you and really kind of motivated you to stay on course um like I said either in the UP if you met somebody or even you know wherever you're at just one of those stories like I said that someone shared with you and you're say this is why I do this
1: well you know I do this because I see the 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 the, the hopelessness that's in this in the world today. And 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 it's simple. It's no real big story, it's no real big, you know, like a gimmick or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's just when you see hopelessness. I was in Baltimore and I was uh, around there and uh, I had went to uh, a Catholic charities, you know, one of their homeless uh, one of their shelter program. And I got lost out there and I was on the street and I saw this 9-year-old boy. And he reminded me of myself a little bit because he didn't have any hope. His, his mother was a crackhead, and uh, his father was in jail, and he was being raised by the streets, and he was selling drugs and doing all these things, and it kind of hurt me because here's a life snuffed out, and he don't even know it. You know, not even able to, 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 want anything. He, he's not even content with what he's at. He's just settling. He's just there. Get up in the morning and go do this and do that. And I've seen a lot of that along the ways. not just with the young kids, but with grown adults who have been abused and have been hurt and molested in so many different ways that they never recover because nobody ever really helped them. You know, and when you stop recovering, when you stop growing, there's nothing else that happens, but you d- begin to die and you wither away, and you don't even know it. You know, you become a person that that nobody wants to be around. You become a person who becomes lonely. You become a person who don't have anything. You know, and that's what I. That's why I do this because God has given me His love. God has given me His Son Jesus Christ, and I want to share that. You know, I want you to laugh. I want you to have fun. I want you to enjoy life and know that it's more than what you see. It is more to life than what you are going through right now. There is more to it. And don't let nobody tell you that it's not. So many times people, oh, you'll never be nothing. You're this and that. You are somebody. You already are somebody. You just have to open your eyes and realize that you're somebody and begin to use that knowledge to grow to mature yourself and say like I'm going to believe in something. If you don't believe in yourself, believe in something. And if that's something that I believe in, is Jesus Christ.
0: Do you ever struggle with um with that self the self believe like believing in yourself saying I can do this? Do you ever do you struggle oh, with Absolutely. That? Yeah.
1: Absolutely, and I gotta reel myself back in real fast because that's where you get that pain, that because because this disappointment. When disappointment, when you're, I'm gonna do this, this is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna to want to achieve. And when that don't happen, you get disappointed. And when you get disappointed, you lose all faith. And who do you lose faith in? Yourself. Right. And when you lose faith in yourself, you begin to destroy yourself. So me, I I, I dedicate my life to God, and He is my source, He gives me resources through other people and other things, but He is my main source, so if things don't work out for me today, it's not my fault, it's not me, you know, I, I want to do this, Father, if it's okay, and I always say, if it's your will for me, okay, so this that keeps me from being disappointed when I go and I can't get what I want or what I, I've asked for. Because it's like okay, I don't get it now, but that don't mean that I can't get it later, you know. And we we gotta do what we can to keep from, from, from being from destroying ourselves. You know, we are our worst enemies. I I am my worst enemy. You know, sometimes I was like, you know, well, you know, oh man, I did this and did that. I should've did this and should've did that. But then we're all full of if we would've, should've, could've. Right. Um, it's about what you're doing now, you know, and I believe that there's a better day. I believe that all, st- all all these things will come to an end. There will be a better day. Tomorrow The sun will come out tomorrow. You know, you know the storm will pass, you know, but what are you going to do while you're in that storm? Will will predict what happens later in the future.
0: Thank you for listening to The Joyful Youper. You can find The Deacon at Traveling with The Deacon Ministries or at The Deacon's Corner. That's his podcast. But I really appreciate you joining me today. This is the first segment of our interview. Stay tuned next week for more. Thanks for listening and be blessed.